Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Work and Life Balance podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I am Victoria Bukira, your host, if you're new here. In today's episode, we are going to talk about how to utilize your lunch break. Now, I know majority of us work and if you don't work from home, you're probably going to work at some point. And even if you work from home, you probably have a lunch break. Okay. And... I know technology is so good for us, but at some point, it's not very good for our health and our mental health as well. So we find ourselves, you know, drowning into our phones on our lunch breaks. I see, I do this all the time. I see my colleagues doing it all the time and it's just not healthy. But I thought of something the other day because um, when about three months ago, I had um some digestive issues and i was advised to have to be more mindful when i'm eating my my food and i realized that whenever i had my lunches i was either watching something on my phone or texting or doing something alongside my food so i wasn't really concentrating on it so I tracked down all the time I was doing it and it's the time I had all these constipations, bloating, blah, 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 all these nasty things for your belly, okay? Anyway, this is one of the things that can come up. I'm not saying if you look, if you check your phone and eat at the same time, you're going to get a bloated belly. No, not necessarily, but there's high much chances of you getting one. Some people say, well, swear by it, that it's fine. You know, it gives them a break for them not to eat constantly, like pile, pile food in their mouth. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Let's get back to the point here. What I'm trying to say is utilizing your lunch break to have a switch and also create a balance of your work and your other personal life. Because obviously this hour or these 30 minutes you have are for you. So it's up to you to do whatever you want in them. And I'm not here to tell you what to do on your lunch break. You can do absolutely anything you want. But if you're looking to have a work-life balance, okay, here are some good five tips I'm going to share with you today that are going to be helpful that you could use even tomorrow on your break to help you have a balance, okay? And my number one tip I wrote down today was have a phone free lunch break yes this is going to be my first one have a phone free lunch break if it's possible for you to keep your phone in your handbag in your backpack whatever you got in your locker keep it there okay don't touch your phone for the 30 minutes you have or for the hour you got and see what you think after that say trust me you're going to you're going to find something to replace the phone so you will probably be able to talk to your colleagues which is also one of the things here okay you're going to you're going to find something else to replace with your phone so have a phone free lunch break well sometimes it's not um possible for you not to have your phone because you probably have kids and you want to keep you know you want to hear maybe your partner is at home looking after the kids you know emergency situations i mean where necessary where it's possible for you to not have your phone keep it away have a phone free lunch break and trust me you're going to see you're going to eat peacefully whatever you got your sandwich whatever you have for your break you're going to eat it peacefully and nicely and then you will go back into work feeling very different more energized to start with 
to continue working for the rest of the day. Yes, that's tip number one. So have a phone free lunch break if that's possible. But where it's inevitable, that's fine. I mean, check your phone if you have to. But if you don't have to, then leave it. Then the next thing is if you work in an office, people who work in offices say like you go a desk and things like that tend to have their lunch in the same place as their you know work area so i would advise tip number two is take a walk if that's possible say where where if time allows because you've got 30 minutes you may probably have say you will sit down and have your sandwich for the first 12 minutes or whatever it takes you to eat even if it's a five minute walk around you know the block or just around the you know your building area just have a little bit of walk and stretch out your muscles and get some light and if the weather is good you can always you know sit outside a little bit but i would advise you walk around on your lunch break that would be really good and before you know it you're going to have some headspace okay you're going to switch off a little bit and then you're going to come back feeling fresh to continue for for the rest of the day and then my third tip is to talk to your colleagues okay majority of the people don't talk to people anymore because they are always buried on their phone this is not only at work it could be even on the bus it could be on the train on the tube whatever obviously with the virus around as well people are conscious of who they talk to they don't want to talk to strangers but where possible obviously you've been in the same area as your colleagues now so it's the same social bubble technically so you could stop and eat probably say talk to your colleagues i mean know about them a little bit more talk to them exchange ideas you know talk about other things you not necessarily talk about work get to talk to them about you know other things outside work that's if they're open to you know sharing anything i mean some people don't want to talk about nothing with their colleagues that's fine as well i mean if someone is open to sharing their ideas or their opinions or telling you about their day or their weekend things like that i mean listen and there'll be something different and you will see you will start probably make a friend you know it's very hard to be friends with your colleagues well it's it's some good your work colleagues i've not really had a close close friend of my workplace but you could make a close friend at work as well because obviously friendship comes from sharing and valuing your you know each other's opinions and things like that so exchange ideas talk to your colleagues get to know them a little bit and then you will see you have created a different headspace all over the same this all over the same the same issue as well then the next point is to write down in your journal you don't have to write in a journal you could write in a piece on a piece of paper like in your spiritual journal or you know anything you know just write down how your day has been so far i mean be like you're talking to your partner say you you're may probably your mom or you're telling if say you finish work say your first half of the day has finished and you just want to you know drain it out and probably put it aside and say okay we're going back for the next day for sorry for the next half of the half of the day because i tend to think when you have a lunch break it's a break between that first half like the first morning you get and then you carry on for the next like other half of the day so write down how your day has been so far i mean things you've you've discovered or you want to work on or just pour out your brain that's if you like writing if you don't like writing you could use um, a recorder on your phone 
if you don't have it um if you don't have a recorder on your phone a voice recorder on your phone you could download one from the apple store or google store so you could just talk about your day like on the on the phone i mean if no one's obvious it's going to really look weird <laughs> but trust me talking and recording your feelings through that voice recorder is going to give you so much calm and it's going to make you it's going to make you feel like you you you've, you're very energetic to carry on for the rest of the day because you're going to pour down anything that'll be on your mind whether good or bad that happened that morning or maybe you thoughts that you have recurring to your mind keep going and playing and playing in your head you know just talk about them and you see how much space you get for yourself and i'm sure you will thank me for this because definitely i i found it really weird to start with but i i managed to ease in in it slowly and and it felt really it felt normal after some time of doing it so try it try it and see how you feel then lastly is have a mindful meal okay whatever you've packed for your lunch whether a drink or you just want to have a little bit of 15 minutes to yourself and eat something or fruit just eat it mindfully i mean eat it mindfully so you you feel all the sweetness or whatever the savory things in it just eat it more mindfully it's going to help with your digestion and it's going to help your mental space it's going to make you more happier calmer it's going to make you happy generally it's going to boost your metabolism okay now majority of the people these days have got digestive issues me included and it's normal because with how chaotic our lifestyles are we we tend to forego eating or you eat so quickly so you can do other things okay now this time around if it's your lunch break just slow down okay take out your lunch bag if you have a lunch bag you know take out your food eat slowly in peace and don't check your phone this time you've kept your phone in your locker your handbag whatever where you can see it until you've finished your meal and then you can check your phone don't do both at the same time trust me this is going to help with those bloatings in the evenings and also cravings of sweet stuff because i used to crave something sweet every time it was like four five o'clock before finishing work and i kept having like a chocolate or craving something sweet trust me eating more mindfully is going to help you digest the food more and also it's going to make you more energetic so you when you go back to work when you go back for your last half of the day you're not gonna feel sluggish okay you're going to feel more energized to carry on for the day yes and those are my five tips i'm sharing today just to recap here let's go through them again it's one of them is to have a phone free lunch break keep your phone away if you can keep it as far as you can then the next thing is go for a walk even if it's a five ten minute walk it doesn't matter walk around whether in the building or outside the building in the building premises anything as long as it's a walk just walk around then the next one is talk to your colleagues get to know a bit get to know them a bit more share ideas it doesn't have to be work related it could be anything outside work because 
you, you they're also human beings they've got other things going on outside work so the next thing is to write in a journal or you could write on a piece of paper how your day has been so far or you could use a voice recorder to record how your day has been you could try this privately or you could just write down if it's easier then lastly is to eat more mindfully have your lunch break more mindfully i mean sit in peace and eat your food calmly and slowly and then the rest of it will be history and before you know it you've given yourself some personal time to yourself you go back feeling more energized you're going to feel more in control as well you're not going to feel like you know you're just going and going on throughout the day so yeah so if you're blessed to have a lunch break utilize it and if you're out there and you're working for someone and you're not having a lunch break then i don't know that's if you're working the whole day because there's some people who there are people who don't who are in, who are not entitled to a lunch break because they work a particular set of hours but if you get a lunch break utilize it try one of the tips and let me know what happens i'll be leaving all my social media platforms in my show notes feel free to subscribe if you haven't already and i'll catch you next time stay safe If you've enjoyed today's episode feel free to favorite in your best podcast app and share with your friends and family remember to follow me on spotify as the work and life balance podcast by vicky chirabo and i'll catch you next time love you all to harness a level of financial freedom and financial independence you need to master tricks behind your spending because the only way you can get wealthy is to save more and invest more and in today's episode we're going to be looking and talking about spending mindfully stay tuned hello and welcome back to another episode of the work and life balance podcast thank you for tuning in i am victoria bukira your host if you're new here welcome if you're a returning subscriber thank you for the love thank you for the continuous support and today's episode was recommended by one of my listeners here today and we're going to talk about spending mindfully how you can keep an eye on your spending so you can increase your savings and your investments because majority of the times people are looking out for ways of becoming rich or you know getting wealthy but the only truth about it is saving and investing as simple as that and if you're not mindfully on how you're spending your money or where your money's going you're definitely not sure of how much you're saving you're probably saving less or you're even investing nothing so here today i'll be sharing my five tips and on how you can spend mindfully so you can keep an eye on your income and you can find finally grow financially stable and you can also be independent um in my research while i was doing my research for this episode here i used most of the things from a book that i read earlier on this year and it's from a lady called kate flanders she wrote a book called the year of less and it was a very very good book i recommend it to so many people 
Um, I read it in January this year and it has been something. I've I've actually I implied some of the things she recommended there and they've really been helpful. And I thought I would share a few things that I got from her book. So in most of the things, I uh, most of my tips here today will be one of the things she will mention in the book if you happen to purchase the book. And I will be sharing my own few personal tips, like about two personal tips I've used that have helped me spend mindfully. All right. Enough of the blabbing. Let's just jump into this one. Now, one of the things you need to understand about spending is you need to know that you can't spend more than you earn, obviously. So keeping an eye on how much you'd let out of your bank, you know, should not much, should, should most of the times should not exceed how much you're getting monthly as your wages or your salary. So keeping an eye and tracking and having a budget is everything some everyone says you know have a budget i do advise you have that because it will help you obviously to keep track of where and how you're spending your money but when it comes to spending mindfully and after you've had a budget and you know how much you're spending where these times you get caught in a rant of where you want to spend your money okay so here i'll be sharing my five tips and i will at the end will let you decide and you can also as well carry on to read the book obviously so you can enhance and broaden your mind on spending now one of the tips i have here today is to have a 30-day rule i don't know if you've heard of this but majority of the times when you have a 30-day rule before you before you plan to buy something new helps so say for instance you want to buy a motorbike because oh well motorbike is quite expensive say you want to buy a bicycle because i've had so many friends recently that want to buy motor uh, sorry that want to buy bicycles and it's been the news and the topic every time I've, I call my friends, they're saying, Oh, Vic, where did you get your bike from? Blah, 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 blah. Everyone's asking me where I got my bike because obviously, with quarantine time, everyone has been wanting to have a bike so they can ride around and, you know, have all this freedom. But yeah, having a 30 day rule before you buy something new is very important because it will, you will then have time to process whether you want a particular item after those 30 days say now when one of my friends called me she has a car already and she wanted to buy a bike because obviously she didn't want to use her car she didn't want to drive around she just wanted something like she would use as exercise at the same time so um I asked her, the first thing I asked her was, did you need the bike yesterday? She said to me, yes. Did you need the bike? And then I asked her, did you need the bike last month? She said, no. Then I told her, well, you have to wait a bit more time. I mean, if you're thinking this bike is all over your head, you want to buy a particular one. Why don't you just wait and hold on for 30 more days and see whether you'll need it again? So she waited and the whole of April she she didn't really um, talk about the bike because obviously I told her to wait. And then May came about and I asked her, I, I checked in myself, I said, did you 
did you manage to buy your bike, the one you wanted to get? She, she said to me, you know what, Vic? I actually didn't need it. I just ended up going for a run every day and it substituted for the bike. I said, you see, now you were going to spend money on a bike, which you were going to only use in the quarantine time. You will probably never use it again because obviously she works full time. She's a very busy mom and she has nothing more like, you know, time for a bike ride in the park nothing like that so that was really good so i would suggest you have a 30-day rule before you plan a new purchase that helps so you can keep you can see whether you need a particular item or you don't then the, the second tip is to look around before you you purchase something new okay i'm not saying that you should be stingy with your money you shouldn't buy anything but before you purchase something you say if you want to have a hula hoop for instance and um hula hoops good hula hoops are quite expensive live along the ones you buy off amazon these nice hula hoops out there that you could borrow from people Look around before you purchase something new. Find whether you can borrow it. That's if you're going to have a one-time use of something. This is it. If That's if you're going to have a one-time use for this particular item. It might be a hula hoop. You just want a hula hoop with your kids, but you haven't got an adult hoop. Look around. Call your friends and ask, do you have a hula hoop I could borrow? Um, or you could look on um, some apps. There's some apps you could use. Um, that you could use to borrow things and borrow and pay a little bit of money so you could return them at a particular set time. So before you purchase something new, you need to look into how you could borrow it, okay? Now, if you feel like some things that you can't really borrow or you really need some particular item, then you have to refer back to point number one. Ask yourself, do I really need it? And wait 30 days and see whether you will still be in need of purchasing that particular item and then that will help control your spending in a way or you could save some money you could end up paying less you pay say probably 10 pounds so you can uh, borrow something for a day or two and then you can return it back once you've finished using it and then the next thing is do not fear to reward yourself sometimes okay we work so hard for our money you know and if you're going to work and just focus on saving and investing for saving and investing all the time you're not going to have fun with your money i mean treat yourself to something that you love once in a while and have a budget of course i mean know your limit when you're going to have a particular you know whatever probably a trip or you want to just go out and eat i mean just spoil yourself sometimes and that way you will you will not be tempted to make spontaneous purchases and you just you know keep going to the shops and you know and keep buying and buying stuff and buying stuff so yes so i would say reward yourself on a particular set item or on a particular experience you want to have so you have memories and you just have something to remember all the time then the fourth point here is have a minimal lifestyle 
This is a very huge topic. I want to do a podcast about it, but today I will not go as much in depth. Having a minimal lifestyle is having basically having things that you only need, okay? Anything else extra, give away to charity or donate to your friends, whatever. Only keep things you need and use and wear, okay? Check in your closet. There's clothes you've never worn in years or you've not worn in months. You're probably throwing on the sweatshirt and the those sweatpants and you're just, you know, hanging about in your coach. That's it. And then at the weekend, you probably get to dress up a bit more. But there's clothes you never really wear. So think about these things and donate them to charity or give them to people that need them. So you can minimize your life and you'll find in the way you will also declutter your house. You will not keep holding on to things that you, you don't necessarily need. So I would advise having a minimal lifestyle is really helpful. That applies in the kitchen, in your closet, your, you know, your toiletry cabinet toiletries you know there's people who give us okay i personally i i had a habit of uh shopping so many nice smellies going for toiletries nice bath bombs blah blah so i would keep a lot of it that i'd never really use i would have a bath like once in a while but i never really got to use these things and then I decided to sell them on eBay and I got money for them. So look around and see things you don't you don't necessarily use all the time. Keep what you need and just donate the rest. That's the meaning of a meaning minimal lifestyle. And do not buy things you're not going to use. Just buy things you're going to use and that's it. And the last fifth tip I have here is appreciate what you have. Okay, looking at other people's cars or you may probably look at someone's dress or you might anything you might admire from someone else and you say, Oh, I really want to have that particular dress, I wanna I wanna have that car, you know, and you're looking at yourself like your yours is not enough. I would say appreciate what you have and work with what you have. That way you're not going to be tempted to spend your money on unnecessary things. You're not going to you're going to feel the urge to buy that dress just because you saw it of someone and they looked really good in it, but then you go purchase the dress and you're not going to even have the courage to wear it. Or even you may not look good as much as they did in the dress. So appreciation is very key is key to minimal spending obviously so once you see yourself falling in a rant of okay i'm going to buy this i'm i I really want to buy that particular um necklace or i want to buy that that particular um wallet whatever it is think twice and say okay do i really need this wallet is it going to make a difference or am I just not appreciating what I have at the minute and obviously it goes without saying you need to stay in your budget I mean if it's so expensive for you you shouldn't force yourself to buy more to buy it if it's way too expensive than you can afford so those are my five tips my exact tips but as I've said 
in today's episode most of my tips i've used here i've said in this episode today were based and sourced from kate flanders book it's called the year of less and it was a very good read i'm going to link it in the show notes so you can also go and have it you can read it from amazon ebooks you can uh, buy a hard copy and you just read it. I mean, it's a very good book if you're looking to downsize your, yourself and you want to increase a bit more on your savings and your investments and obviously have a way, have a minimal lifestyle, basically. That's what the book is about. So it's, it's a good read. I do much recommend. And as a bonus point here, last bonus, bonus point is try your best to differentiate your needs from your wants so things that you need are the things you can't do without okay your water bills you can't do without water you can't do without gas in your car you can't do without you need it okay you need your um your food you need clothing obviously but obviously not all the time okay needs are different from your ones so ones would be like luxurious things having your nails done or having your eyebrows shaped anything you may want to just to have a like a treat for yourself those are your ones so differentiate your you differentiate them from your needs the other day i was at work and one of my colleagues it was raining really hard that day and i had on a nice rain jacket which i bought last year can't remember actually did i even buy it must have been a gift from somebody it was it's a good rain jacket i really get good comments whenever i wear my raincoat and um one of my work colleagues turned to her um friend and said oh i really want to buy a, a rain jacket like that one and it happened that when she'd say to her she said but do you really need it you don't need a rain jacket. You've got an umbrella. So that way I processed things and I said, okay, that's a very good example I could use in my podcast here today. So very important, differentiate your needs from your ones. That way you will minimize or you will be in control of your spending and you will spend more mindfully. And that's it for today. I'll catch you next time. Remember to check the show notes if you want to have a read at that book. And I'll catch you next time. Stay safe. If you've enjoyed today's episode, feel free to favorite in your best podcast app and share with your friends and family. Remember to follow me on Spotify as the Work and Life Balance Podcast by Vicky Chiravo. And I'll catch you next time. Love you all.